Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Which lane should we start in first? Mom asked as we entered the supermarket. Snacks. I pulled her along happily. Once on the snack lane, mom looked around before she nodded at me. I quickly opened my lunch kit and threw a few snacks in before I slammed the lid shut. Soon after, we walked to the juice aisle where I placed six juice boxes into my kit. Next, mom grabbed some fruit, paid for it, and we walked out of the supermarket. I know what you're thinking, but mom told me that she spoke to the manager, Mr. Hillman, who allowed her to take a few things, and when mom got paid, she then paid him for the stuff. We have to hide while doing it because mom told me the employees get jealous because they don't have the same privileges as we do, so we must be very careful not to let them see us. Come on, guys, cut me some slack. I was eight and she was my mother. What else was I supposed to believe? But that was just the beginning of my crazy adventures with my mom. If you want to know how everything turned out in the end, please keep watching. As I grew older, I questioned mom about our strange habits. She said she would do whatever she needed to keep a roof over my head, clothes on my back, and food in my stomach. To make matters worse, mom married Harold, a man who encouraged her in this criminal lifestyle. Harold was a 50-something-year-old man who couldn't keep a job for more than three months. He drank and swore a lot. I couldn't understand what mom saw in such a sleazebag. Harold, however, once cleaned up nicely in a three-piece suit with a briefcase. He could pass for a successful businessman, which made it easy for him to scope out places for us to rob. Once I turned 16, I told mom and Harold I didn't want to steal anymore. And where do you think you're going to live if you don't steal anymore? Harold's eyes fixated on the TV as he flipped through the TV stations. What do you mean? Mom was about to respond, but Harold interrupted her. His dark eyes met mine, and I shuddered. If you don't earn your keep, I will personally pack your things and pelt them to the curb. Without another word, he refocused on the television. I turned my attention to mom, but she turned her head. I walked away and went to my room. I felt trapped. I had no one to confide in and I had no choice but to do what mom and Harold wanted to if I wanted to live peacefully with them, since living on the streets was not appealing. I got straight A's in school because I didn't want to steal for the rest of my life. I wanted a normal life, or at least something as close to it as possible. I worked towards a full scholarship to any school that was far away from mom, Harold, and this type of lifestyle. I love mom, but what kind of mother forces their child to steal? I'm sure you're wondering if I ever got caught. Well, to be honest with you, I actually did, and it transformed my life forever. Harold showed me the picture of a watch, the name of the store, Morris Jewelry, and gave me orders to seal it. The cost of the watch was $23,000. As I walked into the store, I emptied some water at the entrance from a small bottle that was hidden in my jacket pocket. I approached one of the clerks and asked her to see some of her watches. 
I am waiting for my mom. We're looking for a gift for my dad for his birthday. She smiled and I showed her the watches I was interested in, including the watch Harold wanted me to steal. She placed all the watches on the counter and explained the different details about each watch. Suddenly, a short scream was heard. The clerk and I spun in the direction of the scream, which was at the entrance. An older woman was on the ground. The clerk rushed to the woman's assistance and I quickly slipped the watch into my pocket and placed the dud in its place before lending assistance to the clerk and the old lady. After taking care of the lady and getting her information, the clerk and I returned to the counter. After a few thoughtful moments, I thanked the sales clerk and told her I'd return with my mom in a few minutes and hustled out of the store. It works every time. I mumbled to myself with a sly smile. I wrapped my fingers tightly around the watch that was secured in my pocket. I bumped into someone. Oh, sorry. Hi, Sierra. It was Dawson Morris. He was one of the cutest boys in my school. I didn't even know he knew my name. Hi, Dawson. What are you doing here? Just then, an older man walked up next to him. This is my dad, Greg Morris, the owner of this jewelry store. Mr. Morris extended his hand and I shook it firmly before he excused himself and entered the store. So, what are you doing here? I was just browsing the mall. Nothing really much to do at home on a Saturday. Well, since you have nothing to do, how about we catch a movie together? My treat! Sure, why not? I tried to play it cool as I hit how excited I really was. As we walked down the stairs to the movie theater on the lower left of the mall, it happened. I tripped and the watch fell out of my pocket. My heart stopped as Dawson picked it up. This is a nice watch. It was my dad's watch. I wanted to get it engraved for his birthday, but I don't have the money for it. I'll ask my dad to engrave it for you, free of charge. Instead of handing me the watch, Dawson did the unthinkable. He pushed the watch into his pocket. I was utterly mortified. Pass by the store tomorrow around 10 a.m. and it'll be ready for you. I felt sick to my stomach. Just then, my phone rang and I jumped. I removed it from my pocket. It was mom. It's my mom. Hi, mom. A fake smile plastered across my face. After I chatted with her for a few minutes, I sighed heavily. Sorry, Dawson. I've got to run. Can we do a rain check? Of course. I waved goodbye and walked away. As soon as I stepped through the front door, Harold asked about the watch. I couldn't get it. I walked towards my bedroom. Sierra, if you don't bring that watch home tomorrow, you'll be sleeping on the street. Harold called out behind me. That night, I tossed and I turned. Dawson had the watch that I had stolen from his father's store. Did he give it to his father already? Would there be cops waiting for me if I went to the mall tomorrow? When I woke up the next day, I seriously considered not heading to the mall, but I needed to get the watch. I arrived at the store about 10.15 a.m. and Dawson greeted me. Hi, Dad has that watch ready for you. I nodded and followed Dawson. He knocked on the office door and when he got the okay, he opened it and I stepped inside. Dawson closed the door behind me. Mr. Morris greeted me and invited me to sit on the chair on the other side of his desk. I'd like us to discuss this. Mr. Morris pulled out the watch from his jacket pocket and placed it on the table in front of me. Sierra, did you steal this watch? Mr. Morris asked in a soft voice. I don't know what you're talking about. That's my father's watch. The serial number on the inside of the watch says it's one of ours. Mr. Morris pulled out his phone and showed me a video. You see, you may have alleviated our camera system, but someone recorded you. I'm not angry, I just want to know why. I had a choice to make. I could tell Mr. Morris the truth, or probably be carried out of the store by the mall security. I wasn't about to live my life behind bars while Mom and Harold were living their best life on the outside. I told Mr. Morris everything. 
Sierra, I can get you help and a job here if you need extra cash, but you must promise to never steal again. You'd do that for me, even though I stole from you? Everyone deserves a second chance, don't you think? I thought about it for a few seconds. I accept your offer. Great. I'll see you next Saturday at 8 a.m. I stood up and thanked Mr. Morris, then exited the office. I walked over to Dawson. Your dad just offered me a job. Great! This means we'll see each other more often! I've gotta go, but I'll see you next Saturday. Approximately 20 minutes later, I walked into the house and before Harold could ask, I removed my flats and the watch fell out. Here you go, I said dryly. I knew you could pull it off, Harold said as he clasped the watch onto his wrist. I sighed and I went to my bedroom. The next few weeks felt surreal. Dawson and I got closer, and even though I couldn't tell him anything about my family's secret, it was nice to spend time with someone my own age. I ate dinner with Dawson and his father a few times. I learned his mom had passed away when he was just a baby. His father's sister, Aunt Nellie, ate dinner with them at least three times a week. She and Dawson are really close. Life was looking up for me, until that one afternoon. As I returned some earrings to the glass case at my counter, I heard a familiar voice. Good afternoon, ma'am. Can you tell me the price of those earrings, please? I straightened up and there she was. Mom. She was even nicely dressed, so I knew she was on the clock. I smiled politely and answered her question. We played the charade of the sales clerk and the customer for a few minutes before she thanked me and walked out the store. Later that evening, I tried to sneak into the house. You see, I never told mom and Harold that I got a job at the mall, far less a jewelry store. I mean, how could I? I opened my bedroom door and there was Harold sitting at my desk. You've hit the jackpot and you didn't bother to tell us anything? There isn't anything to tell, I twitched nervously. For holding out on us, you'll now have to do a robbery. What? You heard me correctly, a robbery. I have a link that could get everything we steal sold, so once you pull this off, we could take a little vacation. Maybe even retire early. I'm not gonna rob Mr. Morris's store. You really think you have a choice? If you don't do as I say, I'm gonna march you into Mr. Morris's store with police officers and tell them that you're a thief. It'll be your word against my own. Would you like to try me? After a few seconds of silence, Harold continued. I didn't think so. You have one week to collect everything. Harold walked out of my room. I was instructed to swap jewelry and place the real stash in a bag in one of the vents in the store. When I collected the last item, it was my job to get to the jewelry from the store to home. As soon as the last employee left and Mr. Morris and Dawson entered the office, I quickly took the jewelry from its hiding place and stuffed it inside my handbag. Because I walked out with the Morrises, the security didn't check my bag. Mr. Morris dropped me at home and I entered the house. I handed mom the bag of jewelry. We have a flight to catch, Sierra. Go and pack, quickly. I went to my room and threw a few things in a knapsack. By the time I went back to the living room, Mom and Harold were nowhere to be seen. I checked their room and all their clothes were gone. I sank into the sofa with the notes still in my hand. I couldn't believe Mom and Harold had ditched me. A knock on the door startled me. I got up numbly and answered the door. It was Dawson. What are you doing here? Just trust me. He extended his hand. I took it, closed the door behind me, and walked to Mr. Morris's car. Mr. Morris and Dawson didn't want to tell me where we were going. After about 15 minutes, we pulled into the parking lot of the airport. Why are we at the airport? You'll see. Mr. Morris smiled at me in the rearview mirror as he parked the car. 
We jumped out of the car and Dawson held my hand as we followed Mr. Morris into the airport. When we entered the airport, Harold and Mom were handcuffed by the police. Thank you, officers, Mr. Morris said as he walked up to one of them and shook his hand. We didn't do anything! Harold yelled as he struggled against the handcuffs. She was the one who stole the items! But you were the mastermind. Mr. Morris said as he walked up to Harold and unclasped the watch around his wrist. He held it up. This beauty had a camera, GPS, and microphone in it the entire time. I will not be pressing any charges against Sierra. She is just a child brought up in unlucky circumstances. But the two of you will definitely spend a few years behind bars. The information from this... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This will be sent to the proper authorities. Mr. Morris nodded at the officers. Mom and Harold were escorted from the airport. I hugged Mr. Morris. Thank you. I said as I sobbed. After a few minutes, I pulled away from Mr. Morris. What's going to happen to me now? Well, I always wanted a niece. I spun around, and Nellie stood behind me. That's if you don't mind having me as an aunt. We can get the paperwork started in the morning. Over the next few months, my life changed drastically. I moved in with Aunt Nellie, and within six months, I was legally adopted. Mom and Dad were sentenced to 20 years in prison for child labor and endangerment as well as the numerous robberies they committed. I am thankful every day for Mr. Morris and the kindness he showed to me. If it wasn't for him, my life could have been entirely different. The world needs more people like Mr. Morris. Don't you agree?